Good morning. Good morning, Mission Church. Today is our annual celebration. And today we are going to be celebrating amazing things that God is doing in the life of our church. Today, you will hear from every single staff member of our church. I've asked each of them to give a report. So we will come up individually and share reports of all of the great things that God has been doing. I want all three of you guys just to come up here and stand together. Good morning. I'm Evie, the uh, Mission Nazarene Preschool Director, for those of you I haven't met or I may not have seen in a while. And when Pastor Gordon said you have three minutes to share what God's done in this last year, I thought, hmm, because God's done a heck of a lot. Um, Alita and I have made it to our first year last month. So, yes, um, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, there were days that we just looked at each other and we're like, okay, God, we don't know what you're doing. Um, so help us out. So thank you, Alita, for the last um, year. The other really cool part I asked the teachers, what's the biggest thing that God's done at Mission Preschool this year? And they said, he made us a family again. I can't tell you. I mean, I'm still getting emotional when I think of that because that would not have been the answer. Um, So God's up to some amazing, amazing things. The other thing the teachers and even some families that I asked said they're looking forward to the preschool church connection. So come see us. Yeah, absolutely. Give God a hand for that. Um, Come see us Palm Sunday. Our oldest preschoolers will be performing with the mission kids. And then they will be joining us outside. And this is something that the families are really excited to have back, are the church and preschool um, connections. The other really big thing that just recently happened is we had about 18 PLNU child development students come on our campus and tour and see our campus for the first time in about 10 years. They were not going to come back because of what they saw in previous visits. So we are really excited to see more of them come into our classrooms. We survived COVID, we made it our year, and we're really excited about what's to come. But it's thanks to all of your guys' support as well. Um, Hi, my name is Kelly Miller. I am the worship director here. And you all get to experience the firsthand, the fruits of the worship and creative arts team um, every single Sunday. And the goal of our team is to curate a service that allows you to experience God's presence and power through music, and I hope that you all feel that um, every time you come through these doors. I'm humbled by the heart of servanthood in our church community. If you didn't know, we have over 40 members, you guys, um, and it's growing, that participate on our worship and creative arts team. We have Giacomo here, who this is his first Sunday. Woohoo! Give him a hand. And Maddie has been with us just a short six months, and, you know, Jim, 80 years, Jim, you've been with us? Yeah. Not as long as Barry, though, right? Where's Barry? Now, no, one, no one's in here as long as Barry. That's, a long, that's an inside joke, sorry. Um, so not only do they work hard here for all of you within their own church body and mission, but some of them take their gifts out, and they help at nearby sister Nazarene churches, other small churches who need help with their Sunday service. And we are just grateful that our team doesn't just, you know, sit comfortably in, our, in their seats, but they go out and share. Um, James McCallion is one of Gosh, James, you're here. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you're here. James is usually not here because he is amazing at leading evenings at Regen and all these other places. And Jim helps out at other churches. I know many others do as well. 
So like I said, this team not only volunteers their time for Sunday morning worship for all of you, but we just finished the worship uh, for the recent women's uh, district conference that we just had. Oh my gosh, if you were here last Sunday, it was amazing. We've also been asked for the upcoming district zone rally as well as our district assembly. So just grateful that our, our hard work is, is um, being recognized by our, the uppers. Um, they want to utilize our team and, and uh, allow us to minister to our, our 80 churches here in our, in our district. And my hope is that the team continue to be more creative and do more events like we held last week with the women's conference, like I mentioned, but also the PLNU concert choir was here for the first time in a while. It was a beautiful service. That's on our live stream, by the way. If you missed it, you can go back to our YouTube and watch it. It was phenomenal. And my daughter did a really good job, so there's that too. She's saying solo of how great they are, so just fast forward to that if you don't have time to watch all of it. um, But other events that we've done, the jazz concert choir, uh, excuse me, jazz concert that we had at Christmas time was beautiful. We had a, what, like a 25-piece jazz choir, uh, keep saying that, jazz orchestra here um, that we hosted. And, you know, I just would love to see outside coming in like we have had this past year. And we just, I want to thank Gordon for that because his yes has always been a big yes, not just a sure, but like, yes, how can I help? Um, like making pancakes for our women's conference, things like that. So next time you see a tech member, wave tech people. If you are in the, in the stand, in the space here, raise your hand if you are a tech member or a worship, mem- a, a worship team member. Next time you see any one of these amazing humans, give them a high five or a big hug of thanks because this is the easy part, just coming up here and singing. And they make the rest of it amazing and just make my job easy because they say yes. They find a backup if they can't say yes. But not only that, they pour their hearts out every single week into this space. And I'm just so grateful that each one of them are part of this church. So, Kelly said it's easy to be up here. That's her speaking. That's not me. Um, My name is Renata, and I work with the children here at Mission Church, and I just made six months of being here at the church, and (laughs) I wanted to say thank you to everybody. Everybody here has been so wonderful and welcoming and um, helping me learn the ropes of of this church, and I'm still continuing to meet people. I know there's people out here that I still don't have a chance to get to know yet. But it's been such a privilege to walk alongside our families, and it's really exciting to get to know the families individually. I get to go to several of the events. I've gone to some plays, um, some concerts, some uh, different activities, ball games that the kids are going to to get to know them. I get the privilege of... um, participating in quizzing, going to the quizzing events with the kids, and also participating in caravans, which is a wonderful, great ministry that we have here at our church. So there's so many opportunities for growth here for the children, and I'm excited to be able to be here. One of the big exciting things is we're moving the nursery back down here because we had 12 little people in that space last year, last week. So we're excited that we're growing and moving forward. So we're excited to um, use, utilize the preschool, which Evie is so gracious to let us use. So the nursery will be moving back down. So as I continue to get to know people, I really appreciate all the support from everybody that you have done, whether you're serving with me on Sundays or Wednesdays, or we have wonderful opportunities coming up for the Wednesday nights where the quilters are going to come and share their talents. Bob Bixel is going to come and do um, some woodworking projects with the kids. So really get to know our church family for our children. So I'm really excited 
to be a part of Mission Valley, and I pray that, you know, if I don't get to know you, please say hello to me. I usually see little people most of the time, so I try to get to know big people every now and again. So thank you again for your faithfulness to the children's ministries and to me particularly. Thank you so much. Good morning, Mission Church. So good to see everyone today in our online community. Um, So this morning, uh, we have a lot to talk about. The front office is always moving and shaking and um, taking attendance numbers and and taking care of you. And I just want to, again, say thank you for that opportunity. I... um, One of the things that I'd like to talk about, we have so many things that have happened this last year, wonderful things. We've had some old traditions like women's ministry happening. Um, Retreat was wonderful this year. Um, We have new traditions that we're starting like Ohana Sunday and um, a couple of other opportunities. But I want to focus today on our annual uh, fall festival. And this year was fantastic. We've done Fall Festival in the past, and it's been so great. Um, We even did a mobile thing, and we took it to Foster Elementary for a couple of years. But then we brought it back, and we had this year over 500 people in attendance. We bridged the community with our preschool. Many of their families came. It It was so fun and amazing. And we had over 50 volunteers just for setup and cleanup. And that didn't even count all the people who helped. We had over 12 uh, trunk or treats. We had people, our, our famous caramel apples um, <laughs> that we all love. And I hear there's a rumor we might have it at Palm Sunday. And um, so that's been really great. We also did a canned food drive. And um, we took in 800 cans, which totaled over 8,000, 5,000. <laughs> and um, so that was a blessing. And we donated those to uh, four different areas. We, San Diego Food Bank, Living Water Church, our Spring Valley Church, and Mid-City, who all have homeless distribution in some way. And so we're excited about that. God's doing healing here. He's, he's answering our prayers. He's hearing our cries. And I just am so proud to be a part. Well, if you're watching online, of course, as well as uh, those of you here, uh, it's okay to have fun in church. And uh, we call it joy to sanctify the whole concept. But uh, we do enjoy working with each other. And uh, there's uh, three areas I want to emphasize. I'm an ordained pastor, so I get to have three points. First, We've started the Center of Hope ministry once again. Simply an opportunity for us to pray with people who bring concerns and needs right into this property, into this sanctuary. Think of it. Hurting people like you and me, who we get news reports about our health or we have concerns about our families. We have burdens that we bring. And we want to make sure that you are prayed for. If there's a concern, and you can come to our Center of Hope in the foyer over there in that corner, and we have people there that will pray with you and just help you to uh, deal with whatever it is. 
we have had uh, people anointed for healing. We've had people who wanted to pray about their call uh, to ministry. We've uh, uh, had opportunity to pray for, for, for family members. So uh, that's one of the areas that I'm excited about. The second is that we've re- relaunched Financial Peace University. And this is an opportunity to help people like you and me get our finances uh, aligned with the will of God and principles of Scripture. Now, uh, you might be asking, what qualifies you to teach that class, Pastor Paul? And it's called financial stupidity. And there's not anything that anyone could come and say, you've never heard this. Oh, yes, I have from the mirror. And so... uh, it's just an opportunity, and God has blessed Alita and I in so many ways to get our finances in order. And I've seen other people who have rejoiced when they get those student loans paid off or they uh, see a great success in their finances. And so uh, that's a great ministry that uh, we have, and we'll be announcing another class uh, pretty soon. Finally, uh, in my role as chairman of the Mission uh, Preschool, we... Uh, uh, we have a board that uh, we talk about a lot of things. We pray a lot. We just ask God to give us guidance and direction. We had to make some tough decisions about leadership uh, uh, a little bit over uh, a year ago. God has done some marvelous things. And uh, so I have the joy of leading this uh, particular group of people. I'd like to read their names. Uh, Liz Horrocks, Annette Rowers, Pastor Gordon, Evie Kinsel. Alita Slater, Renata Hauer, and then Abigail Crosby as our financial secretary. Uh, We have done some hard work, let me tell you, because of uh, COVID restrictions and uh, licensing details that had to be taken care of. But God has done such a wonderful work in uh, this, which is a part of our church. It's just not us and them. But our preschool is a viable ministry that uh, we have reaching into our community. And we praise God for everyone who's uh, been a part of that. Now, uh, I have a verse here. Philippians 3.13.14. Not reading the whole thing, but the part of it that I can proof text, uh, that I can use for right here. Well, you'll get the gist of it. Paul says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on. So after we've done all this reporting and had a wonderful service, it's time for spiritual amnesia to take place and for us to say, okay, God, what in the future do you have us here for? And uh, praise God, he can use each one of us to accomplish great things in the name of Jesus. My name is Jeff. I am the college young adult pastor here at Mission, and it's been a great year for our church and uh, for our ministry. Um, we've had wonderful retreats and beach days and Bible studies, discipleship classes, tons of parties, mass parties, unmasked parties, volunteer work days, um, just we had people graduating, we had people getting engaged, we had people getting married, people buying their first home, people becoming new parents, um, Lauren and I expecting. Um, our, communi- 
our community has also experienced some, you know, hardship. I mean, people um, gone through through illness, and some have lost jobs, and gone through um, family brokenness, and um, in all of it, our community has really stood together, uh, lifting each other up in prayer and support, and just being present with one another when um, we needed it the most. There's been people in our young adult community who've decided to follow Jesus for the very first time in their lives because they saw the transformation in their friends' lives and said, you know, I want to be a part of that. I want to experience that for myself. We had um, people who have come back to church and to life and community after years of being away um, because of, you know, difficult stuff happening in their lives. We had uh, young adults who become members of this church this year, so very excited about that. And one of the main focuses that our church as a whole has had during this last year is is unity, being one in Christ. And I think our young adults, probably more than ever, at least as long as I have been here, have been involved with the life of the greater church, which I'm really excited about. I'm very proud of how our young adults have leaned in heavily into, into unity. We have a pretty diverse group of people with different life experiences, um, which tend to shape their views, their politics, but we can all come together in this place of, of community, of grace, of um, love and acceptance. Let me tell you about my friend Brenna, who is one of the most uh, caring, generous people I know. She's over there. Um, if there's ever someone in need, not only is she willing to help, um, but she's like, uh, finding ways to help and finding ways to bring our community to help um, anyone who is in need. So we're just really grateful for her. Um, and in a recent conversation I was having with her, she kind of just said in passing, like, oh, yeah, I love um, meeting up with this person from our church. And, um, you know, we have very different views politically and otherwise, but we like to discuss them and listen to each other and learn and just be open and gracious to each other's views. I mean, I love her. We have a great relationship, um, but we always uh, remember that, you know, the number one thing is our unity that we have in Christ above all. That is, I mean, that doesn't happen anywhere. That happens here in the body of believers, people coming, intergenerational relationships happening. Um, and, and that just is a testament to when, when God shows up, he breaks the walls of hostility and makes us one. And that is what's happening here at Mission Church. And I, um, I'm excited because I believe that that is the future of what, it, uh, what God is going to continue doing in, in our community here. So thank you, Mission Church, for supporting young adult college ministries and, um, yeah, for, for just being such a great church. Good morning. I'm Steve Horrocks. Um, nine months ago, I was asked to uh, come and join the team at the church uh, to be the uh, facility administrator. Not the glamorous job, but hey, it all works. Uh, but what I really didn't know is um, I have a full-time job. And I, I was talking to God, and it's like, you know, I don't have this time. And I was assured by my wife that I did have the time, and I was going to make it work. <laughs> and uh, so for the last nine months, I've had the pleasure, actually, of meeting so many of you behind the scenes to make so this church become better and better each day. And I'm blessed to be a part of that. It first came up with the, our trustees. I met with them and I, I told them of my calling. My calling is to be here to serve. How can we serve together? 
and we talked about that, and we planned to do some uh, cleaning uh, uh, work days, and that work went great. And then all these other little projects started coming up like they do every day. And more people stepped up. And every day I was blessed to see who God was calling to serve and I'd be able to serve with. And I'm just going to mention a few. Um, Dave Barnes, uh, I know you see him here at church today, but he's gone out and painted those railings. The railings that we touch every day, he's taken the time to sand them and paint them. Unbelievable. What a calling. Uh, We also have Paul Ward, who has just been willing to serve wherever, and I just barely knew him. But I said, you know what, let's talk, and let's see how we can serve together. And so he's done some great things and continues to do things. And then also uh, Sherry and uh, John Langstrad. You know, just in behind me, you see all this wood wall. I remember uh, them putting this wood wall together. Then also the painting, all the paint that's gone on around here. They've been a part of that. Um, Let's see, very special. Bev Horton. I know you're around here somewhere. There you are. Oh, there you are. You know what? I met her on our first work day, and she came to me and says, you know, can I, can I trim the roses? I said, yeah, please, trim the roses. I have no idea. And she does a beautiful job. And so I've been blessed to serve alongside this congregation to make our facility, including the preschool, much, much better. And I want to see it continue to get even better. So I would encourage you, you don't have to have a construction degree. You just have to have a willing heart and a desire to serve. And we've all been called, so please come and serve with me. For those who don't know me, my name is Robert Churchman, and I'm one of the associate pastors here at Mission Church. Earlier, Kelly had mentioned that there are those on her team that go out. They go out to other churches, they go out in other places in the community, and they play and they provide music and provide worship. And for me, ministry doesn't always have to be here on campus. Sometimes we have to go out. And Mission Church happens to have an outreach church. There's just down the street from this church, there's a building, and it's called Zephyr Affirmed Housing. It houses formerly homeless veterans. And I have been blessed to be able to go out and to share the word of Jesus, the hope that he gives us at Zephyr. And I think we have a picture right there of when we were inside. So this last year looks a little different than it did when I first started there. When we first started, we were inside, as you can see in this picture. But with COVID, it sort of changed the dynamics of how we provide services. First, we were closed. But then I've been praying. I've been texting all the time to the person that I was in contact with. They said, you know what? What if you go outside and provide services? So we did that all through 2020. And even into 2021, I was going outside in the rain in the cold, in the heat, in the cool, but more importantly, to be present with those yearning and hungering for the word. And by halfway through 2020, I was given the opportunity to come back inside. They said, you have to put a mask on, but you you can come back inside. And so we did. We came back inside. We had people come. We had people go. But nonetheless, what I was learning is that 
people are still wanting to hear the word. And then towards the end of the year, because of changes in employment, because of changes in the dynamics of what's taken place there, the person that would assist me in the evening time left. And we found ourselves without anybody to help. Well, pray about that again. Just continue to pray. And then finally, it came to me that the best thing we could do was to say, well, what if we were to change the time? So now we come during the daytime. We provide it during the week. Now, not only am I providing a message of hope to the men and women that live there, but also to the men and women who work there. I actually have, there's a security gentleman. He comes in every time he sees me and he sits in the back He's taking a break. So I learned to speak loud enough that he can hear me so he can hear the word and hear the message, the message of hope. And in speaking of being sent out, there's a, a new opportunity that came up at the end of last year. I had been going out and doing visitations, and every time I was doing that, I kept crossing paths with Pastor Gordon. And around about November of last year, we got together And on Thursday evenings, we have been going out and doing visitations. So we've been going into the community, and I think we have a slide here somewhere of it, that we've been going out into, here we go, right there, there's one right there. We've been going into the community, into your communities, and we're doing visitations. And I hope that we have the opportunity this year where we can come into your community, into your home, and just spend a little bit of time with you, get to know you better, and find a way that we can break bread and, and share a cup. To have that opportunity to, to hear you, to spend time with you. And most importantly, we never leave without praying. Praying over you, praying over your family, your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your coworkers, whoever it is, that we always want to include prayer. And I encourage you, and I'm sure that Pastor Gordon will bring this up at some point, but to not just have it just be he and I, but then to, to go out and to go into uh, groups that provide this. And this is actually Pastor Gordon's vision. This isn't mine. So I'm sort of taking a little bit of his uh, thunder there. But to know that there are opportunities for all of us in the community to share time with each other, not just here on Sundays, but throughout the week. And in this case here, it would be on Thursday evenings. I invite you to come and to be a part of invitation. Thank you. Hello. My name is Eric. Um, the annual celebration. A year ago, looking a year, looking back a year, I was on the church board. It was a part of the process. It was a, a huge blessing where we got to call Pastor Gordon to join us, and it's been an incredible year. But about nine months ago, the board took a vote, and they unanimously voted to kick me off the board. (laughs) It was for a good thing. It wasn't because I did anything bad, but it was to encourage me and push me into the call to ministry that God has given me, and I'm so thankful for that. Man, so I stand... (laughs) So it is my pleasure to stand up here today as the director of youth ministry here at church or here at Mission Church. So I get to hang out with all the middle schoolers and high schoolers. Um, quick plug. 
For our middle schoolers and high schoolers that haven't joined us yet, we have a good time. For those of you that are too old to be in youth group, we're always looking for people to come and spend time mentoring and hanging out and volunteering with our kids. So if that's something you're interested in, please let me know afterwards. Um, but I have the privilege of being up here to talk to you. I just wanted to highlight two, two quick things about what's been going on in the life of youth ministry. Last month, man, it feels like a year ago, but last month we had the opportunity to take a retreat. So we had 15 middle schoolers and high schoolers all crammed into one house in Julian out in the mountains. It was a winter retreat, but it was like 65 degrees outside because San Diego. But we had a really good time, and it was so cool to see all of our students and our leaders gathered together, worshiping, singing songs, praying together, playing games way too late into the night, but having a good time, but also spending, spending time digging deep into the Word of God, talking about big things like identity and purpose and belonging, and man, it was such a blessing. That was one of my favorite moments so far in the last nine months of doing this. Um, another thing that I want to highlight and that some of y'all know, but all of y'all need to know about, on Wednesday nights, we've been going through a series <laughs> since I started on our favorite stories of Jesus, because where else should we spend our time as youth, as people, but having our foundation on Jesus and the stories that we have in the word of him? And it's been so cool. I've had the blessing and the privilege to share multiple stories, multiple of my favorite stories. All of our leaders have shared with the students. Um, Pastor Gordon even came and shared with us, and it's been beautiful. But the thing that I want to celebrate with you is for the last, I don't know, 14 weeks, students have been sharing. It's been so cool to have middle schoolers and high schoolers voluntarily be like, hey, I want to share. Hey, I want to talk about what God is teaching me. That has been such a huge, huge blessing. And it has, man, you don't see me do this on Wednesday nights, but, man, it makes me tear up. Seeing our young ones talk about the things that God is doing in their lives and the ways that he is moving. It's beautiful. And I'm so thankful to all of you, so thankful to our church for the ways in which you always support. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me since I've started. Been like, hey, anything you need, let me know. And they're good on it, too. They're good on that word. Hey, you need anything, you just let me know. I'm so thankful for you, church. You do such an incredible job supporting our young people. And we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful for that. Um, man, this has been such a great, great year. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, thank you for all the wonderful things that you have done over the last year. Here at this church, here in the lives of our people, the lives of this church family, and in their friends, and in their family, and not just at the church, but the places that you have sent us, into our schools, into our workplaces, into our homes, into our small groups, 
the places where we serve. God, thank you so much for the beautiful work that you are doing. For the work that you have done, may we not forget it. May we not dwell on it, but we, may we remember it. May stories of your faithfulness and the things that you have done in our lives be things that we are so familiar with that we just share them without even thinking about it. Because, God, you are so good. And we can't wait to share that with everyone around us, God. God, we ask that we ask that this year would be a year full of us asking, asking you, Lord, to show us where you are calling us, to show us the ways in which you are calling us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, Lord, we pray for another wonderful year here at Mission Church and that next year we get to stand up here again and report of the even more wonderful things that you have done in our life, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful for this, Lord, and we pray that as you bring Pastor Gordon up, that you would open our hearts and our ears to hear what you are speaking. Lord, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Eric. Wow. It has been an amazing report, hasn't it been? That the things that you've heard accomplished in this church really is the work of God. And God has been at work in such a beautiful way in the past year. A year ago last year, this is what happened. (laughs) Do you guys remember that? That was on March 21st, a year and a week ago, that I got installed to be your pastor. And in that short amount of time, we have done so many fun things together. One of the great things we were able to do was move from outside to come in here. Amen? Oh, that was so good. And it's not lost on me as a pastor who uh, pastored a church in Hawaii that met in a school cafeteria. That was our sanctuary and the presence of the Lord was still there. But I get to preach in here every Sunday. And and I want you to know that honor and that privilege, it, 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 it moves me till this very day. And I think for the remainder of however long I get to be your pastor... I'll still consider it a high honor to, to be able to do this uh, and to do it here and to do it with you. I want to say thank you to the staff that all that uh, that you all shared. Let's give the staff a big hand. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. And personally, I want to thank the church board that uh, called me here and I got the chance to work with over the past year. We've done so many good things together. And uh, I feel like in this past year, we accomplished so much. Today, I don't have so much of a sermon, more as my own report to you as the pastor of what has gone on. And some of the highlights for me, and I think for every pastor, is, is when people's lives are changed. When, when there's an impact that happens in somebody's lives, and as a result of it, they're never the same again. And I want to highlight a couple of those highlights for you. Last year on Easter Sunday, one of the things that I, will, I have done throughout my ministry, I will continue to do no matter where I go, is I believe in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in people's lives. And I believe in the power of the resurrection that you and I can take part in when we give of ourselves to lift others up from whatever situation and circumstances that keep them down. And one of the things that we can all help with is poverty. 
And so I am an advocate for sponsoring children, especially during Easter, because every child you sponsor is a child that is given a new opportunity for life, a resurrected life in Jesus' name. And when Easter rolls around in just a few more weeks, we're going to have an opportunity to sponsor children. And last year, we were able to sponsor 15 children that we're raising out of poverty to the glory of God. And I get excited about that. We were also able to induct 30 new members this year in the life of our church. In, in a COVID year, I think that's pretty good. Glory to God. And uh, seven of them came today. And so when you see those people wearing lace, give them an extra big hug and welcome them into the life of Mission Church. I got to dedicate two beautiful babies to the Lord and um, that is a, a big um, joy, an honor for me. And so, Jameson and Kainoa, what a blessing. And thank you for giving me the privilege to uh, dedicate your children to the Lord. I also got to baptize three people to the Lord. And talk about changing lives, right? Uh, Edna and, uh, and Cheryl and Holly. What a blessing and joy. And, and in this new year, my prayer is that, that we will fill the screen with new people who are baptized into heaven for the kingdom of God. Another life-changing thing that took place just a couple of weeks ago, and this is something I'm passionate about, is that we were able to donate blood here at Mission Church. And every pint of blood that's donated can save up to three lives. And on that Sunday when we had our blood drive, we donated 28 pints of blood. And if I got my numbers correct, that means, let's see, 84 lives. 84 lives. That could have been saved. Praise God for that. And, and I will say this every time. When you give blood, when you donate blood, you're more like Jesus than ever before. Because that's right. And, and, and it's, it's funny, but it's not a joke. You're more like Jesus because you have given your blood to save lives. Other things that have, have, have happened in the life of our church over the past year is either we've restarted some things that, that uh, have gone dormant because of COVID or we've started new things. And one of the really exciting things that I'm excited about is, is the new mission statement of our church. This is a statement not just for us to, to say, oh, that's really nice, but it's for us to live into and believe in, to authentically love God to humbly serve one another and to intentionally share Christ. And in this next year, that we, as we move forward, we're, we're going to dive deeper into what that looks like and how every single person here at Mission Church can live out our mission statement because that's the purpose for why we're here, to authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. Last year, one of the highlights of my year last year, was I got to go on the family mission trip. And, and, and for the, the moment I arrived here, the moment I arrived here, people were talking about how wonderful this was. And you know how sometimes things get so hyped up that when you actually experience it, it was like, eh, it was okay. Because they hyped it up so much. This was hyped big time. And then when I got to go to it, all the hype didn't reach to how amazing and fantastic and life-changing that was for me. 
And so, in this new year, my hope and prayer is that we get to do several trips like this. Not just during the Christmas break where most everybody is off, but I'm going to find every opportunity to partner with Amore Ministries and Steve to to go there so that each of us can experience the life-giving ministry that that is. When you go and give of yourselves to help build a home for someone down in Mexico, and you get to meet them, and you work alongside team members to construct this building, and then when you're done at the end, you hand the keys, and you pray for that family as they enter into their new house, that slays you. It really does. And then all the fun things we get to do, eating and playing games and hearing testimonies in between. Mm. Mm. I could spend the rest of today talking about that. It really changed me. And so in this new year, when we have the opportunity to do this again, will you come and join us? Because this is life-giving. We restarted our Wednesday night dinners. If you have not come and eaten at Wednesday nights here at the church... It is so much fun. And to all the people who come and cook with me, thank you. Hasn't it been fun? Yeah? I, those of you who cook with me, oh, that is so much fun. And I'm not like Gordon Ramsay at all. I don't scream as loud. <laughs> and I don't throw food as far. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, been, it's been a blast. And like Pastor uh, Robert was saying, I'd like to start a called-out ministry where you and I partner together and we go out and visit families in our community. And you know, I have been to some of your homes before. And you know what I hear from, from members of our church where I've gone and visit? This is what they say. You're the first pastor that's ever come into my home. And I'm like, really? Isn't that sad? You know? But I'm, I'm, Robert and I will probably continue to go out and visit families. And, um, and how wonderful it would be. We only get about three homes a night because we spend so much time talking and praying and enjoying fellowship. But if we have four or five teams that go out every single week and that we can really minister to the people in our church, visit new families that come, visit families that, that haven't, we haven't seen in a while, and pray with each one. And that has been so much fun. That's one of my favorite things about being a pastor. So if you're interested in being a part of a ministry like that, come and talk to me. Another really amazing ministry that we have started that I would love to see everybody involved in is on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. out here in the courtyard, we gather for prayer. And I cannot emphasize strong enough how important that time is to make what we do in here all the more worthwhile. If, If we're not a praying church, then why bother? That's what I say. So let's gather, let's pray together. And Angie Serrano, wherever you are, thank you so much for organizing the prayer that you do online. That is so important. And for Pastor Paul with the Center of Hope, every prayer you breathe is a prayer that God hears. And it makes a difference in people's lives. I believe in prayer, church. And I would love for you to join us in a ministry of prayer that will transform this place and change lives. I'm really excited to tell you that we've restarted the men's ministry. It's called 3M, Mission Men's Ministry. And this is some of the men listening to uh, Jeff Allen as he was speaking. Oh, no, this was when, when Eddie was speaking a couple of weeks ago. Where's Eddie? Eddie's somewhere in here. But Eddie, Eddie got to share his testimony. Thank you for sharing. What a powerful day that was. And for all of the men in church today, 
You're invited to come on April 9th. We're doing another men's breakfast and we're making locomocos again. Yeah. So if you don't know what a locomoco is, it's not crazy boogers. Because that's what I, some of you thought that. Um, it's rice with a hamburger patty, eggs and brown gravy. Oh, it's a delight. Come and join us. Get to know the other men in the church. It is a wonderful ministry and experience. And we got all kinds of fun things that we do as men. Just yesterday, we went out golfing and had a great time. Um, Jim Bergham, where are you at? He, he's my golf partner. His nickname is Languid because his, his swing is so smooth. When you see him, just say, hey, Languid, and then we'll have a great time. We've got to start a brand new Sunday school class that, uh, that Elizabeth Bergham is helping to lead. And I'm looking forward to starting more. If you're, not, if you're not plugged in on Sunday morning between 9 and 10, come talk to me. I want to plug you in. I want to start brand new classes so that we can enjoy fellowship together. We can learn from God's word together. We can pray together. Boy, there's so many good things that, happening, that has happened in the past year. But I want to look forward a little bit as well too. And just take a moment to talk about what I'm really looking forward to in this new year. In this new year, I'm so excited to tell you that Pastor Jeff is getting ordained, finally. I'm so excited for that. Jeff. And as, as, as the district and the Church of the Nazarene recognizes the hard work that you've put forth, we're going to look forward to an amazing ministry that comes out of your heart and your life here at Mission Church and beyond. And then I'm also looking forward to Baby Jimenez. It's coming too. And that's going to be really exciting. We're going to celebrate growing the church this way. <laughs> Make sure you teach your baby to tithe at an early age. Okay? And somewhere over here, I don't know where uh, Jen and Eric are, but Jen and Eric, there you guys are. You guys are getting married this year. And I'm really excited that I get the privilege to be the pastor that, that joins you together in marriage. And so beautiful things are happening in the life of our staff. And I'm so excited about it. But in the life of our church, I want you to know that we're going to continue to work on how we implement the mission of our church into each of our lives. And, and, and continue to improve on every area of ministry that we can. I want to put an extra effort on what discipleship looks like here at Mission Church. I want you to know, for me, and I think most pastors will tell you this, discipleship is one of the most challenging things to see long-term in the life of the church. We can do evangelism well because there's a beginning and an end time, and we invite people to Easter or to Christmas. But discipleship is a lifelong process. And it's a lot harder to do that. But join me in this journey together. And I also want to put a real big emphasis on family ministries and what that looks like and how we can make families stronger. Because when the family grows stronger, the church gets stronger. And when the church gets stronger, we can do a much better job reaching out and reaching further. My hope and prayer is that in this new year, we'll be able to plant a brand new church out of Mission Church. See, I believe in church health. And the way church health works for me is that the church is a living organism. We're not an organization. And every living organism, when it is healthy, it'll grow naturally. We don't have to force our children to grow by stepping on their toes and stretching their arms. If, if they're healthy, they'll grow naturally. That big laugh came from a medical doctor, of course. 
<laughs> when the church is healthy, it grows naturally. And when, the, when, when, when children are healthy, they grow naturally. When the church is healthy, they grow naturally. And when, when, when families are healthy, you know what happens? They reproduce. And when the church is healthy, it reproduces itself. And my hope and my prayer is, somehow or another, we find a way to reproduce ourselves because this is a healthy church. And we need to do it. My prayer also is that I do have a vision one day to build, on this side of our campus, uh, an extension for Mission Nazarene Preschool so we can house them in one place. And they'll be on the ground floor. And on the second floor, it'll be a state-of-the-art ministry center. It'll cost millions of dollars. and, And it'll take a couple of years to do. But I have a dream. And I pray that God can help us to see some of these beautiful dreams come true. Church, I want you to know something. Rochelle and I are having the time of our lives with you. We are enjoying every single moment of our lives. We love Mission Church. And we love you. Since we've been here, our lives have never been the same. (laughs) My golf game is slowly getting worse. But that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Thanks, Elizabeth. But, but I feel like the work for the kingdom has gotten better. And that I'm excited about. Earlier, I thanked the church board. And I thanked the staff. And right now, I want to thank you, Mission Church. Thank you for this last year for our lives. Rochelle and I are grateful to serve here as your pastor family. We are loving it. We're living into it. And, and, and because I've been in this series through Philippians, I want to share... This beautiful passage that Paul shares his heart with the church in Philippi. This is the heart that I have and Rochelle has with you. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for you, I pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Your partnership in the gospel has meant the world to me. It's made this journey so much fun.